Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Real Mentors Radio. I am Troy Dooley, the host of this show, and running a little bit behind. This is my Tuesday morning accountability time, and I and I get to hang out with some rock stars of people, all men, from pastors to businessmen to doctors to lawyers, you name it. Uh, every one of them masters in their own field. Every one of them going through things just like Richard talks about in this book. And and I'm I have such a blast because I mean literally here's the here's the motley crew I, I meet with. Our head honcho pastor, he shows up. One of our, our local dentists who is extremely successful, worked on my daughter's mouth, he shows up. One of the most um the average person doesn't know him, but he's one of the most respected audio and video guys in in rock and roll. I mean, this guy has done the biggest bands out there. Great guy. I meet with a a businessman from Chicago. In the old days, we called them knuckle busters, worked for the union for many years and and was a customs agent. Now he owns his own business. I've got a a gentleman that's a Dell, one of the top Dell salesmen to the Navy, who just went into business for himself, opening up a brand-new tutoring school. It's phenomenal. And then I meet with my my buddy, John Fogarty. I think the name speaks for itself, and and the things that he can do are amazing. And, you know, we just have a blast each and every Tuesday because we all go through the same crap. We've all got teenagers, little kids, you name it. And today I'm sitting there listening, and I'm thinking of Richard's last chapter that we're covering in the book, Shoot, Mock 2. And Michael Bleck, who works for Dell, came to mind because here he is, all year long, we've been doing some consulting and chatting and talking. We're buds, and he finally made the plunge to going into business for himself. Folks, this has been a great book. You need to you need to buy it. It's Mach 2 with your hair on fire, The Art of Vision and Self-Motivation. If you're expecting others to motivate you, then, then you're going up the wrong tree because long-term motivation isn't from somebody else. It's from you. We mentioned yesterday about those men and women who have been captured and what they go through. Well, today in Chapter 10, we're focusing on shooting Mach 2, shooting your movie. See, this is the key. This is the next to the last chapter, and this is where it gets into to the nitty-gritty. Richard starts this out. He says, seeing is believing. Every picture tells a story, and it's true that each picture is worth a thousand words. Now, I'm going to get real, just real raw, real, just real focused for a second. If you're sitting around on your butt doing nothing, if you're sitting there painting a picture of poor me, if you're sitting there saying, well, I'm never going to change, I'm just going to be me, the hell with all of you. Then you know what? That, 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 it, it, that's true. That's exactly. I mean, you're wasting everybody's time. I mean, it's just that plain and simple. When people get those kinds of attitudes, I don't care if they're if they're 15 years old, if they're 75 years old. I don't give a rip. When you get that attitude, and it, and it's so ingrained in your mindset that well, I just don't care about everybody else. Nobody understands me. Poor me. I'm going to do things my way. Well, you know what? Then you need to go do it on your own. 
You need to just pack your bags, go find you a place to crawl into, some old hole, some cave, and and just do it then. Because you've given up on yourself. And see, sometimes that's what pisses me off with people. They give up on themselves, but then if anybody else says anything about their movie, then they're, they're oh, well, you're just being negative. You're being critical of who I am. That's kind of what Richard's talking about here. But see, it doesn't matter where you're at in life. You can make a change. I I remember, and I've mentioned this several times over the last couple, three years on the show, when Paige and I, in 1990, decided to move to Destin. We put together what Richard Richard calls the vision book. And and a couple weeks ago, she said, Honey, we need to make a new vision book for what we want to go to the next stage of life. Our baby girls are starting to become young ladies. They're wanting to go off to college. One of them wants to go to, to a university in Orlando. Well, I'm, I'm a dad that's got daughters, and I'm not, I'm not keen on letting my daughters go to Orlando by themselves, and neither is their mama. So we're putting a vision book together on finding us a place outside of Orlando somewhere. First of all, it'll save us money. Second of all, we kind of like the country area, and there's some horse raising down there, some ranches. So this is all going in the vision book. That vision book over the next few years will change, I'll guarantee you that. But we're not just going to sit back saying, well, I hope it happens. Well, if it's God's will, it'll come to pass. Listen to what Richard says. He says, if you want your body to look a certain way, then go to the fitness magazines. Find some pictures of the body you want. Clip those pictures out. Take a picture of your face. Put it over the body if you want to. I mean, there's Photoshop. Find somebody to do it for you. Find the clothes you want to wear. I'll take this a step further than what Richard has in the book. I tell you to go to the stores. Go to some fine clothing stores, ladies, if that's what you're looking for. Put on those outfits. Have your husband take a picture of you. That'll work for two reasons. One, you can put it in your vision book. Two, he's going to have it in his cell phone. Look at all the time. He's going to work a little harder. Man, if you want to look like some stud in the movies, go go get a picture of it. See what he's wearing. Go get some pictures of you in those clothes. If you got a vacation place you want to go to, when Paige and I put our vision book together, we had all kinds of stuff from Destin in there. We had positive saying, cards from successories that had great pictures on them. Pictures. My dad, you know, he's he just a stubborn old fart's what he is. But he can tell you. If I had him on the radio show, he would tell you that a picture is worth a thousand words. He has... Literally decades worth of pictures that that started out on 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 the 35 millimeter slides and now he's got them on the computer. One of the things that I used to dread, except I really did love the pictures, is he would take picture after picture after picture after picture when we were on vacation. You know, I think my dad's the only guy in the world that has all these pictures and not one of them had a girl in it outside of my mom, and he had all these pictures. And we'd go on vacation, and then we'd come home, and we'd go on the vacation again. Now, it was a, understand, it was a two-week vacation. And then we would spend what seemed like two weeks as he would go through those slides. And, yeah, sometimes I went to sleep. But you know what? Those are some great memories, and he captured those. He's got some of the most beautiful pictures. See, that's what we have to do. we got to capture those pictures in our mind. See, it was one thing to live the event. I remember living the event. I'll tell you one year, and I know you guys get bored with my stories, but I remember one year my little brother and I had the stupidest-looking clothes. My, my mom, 
bless her heart, she always wanted to dress us alike, and we're like two opposites. But we we were going up a mountain. It was I don't know what pass it was, but we had to park the car, and then we got out, and we had the snow boots, the whole kit and caboodle, and here we are walking up. Well, my dad had pictures of all that. So now I can go back and I can live that memory. My mama last year made my, my daughter a, a, a a what do you call it, a genealogy scrapbook showing both sides of the family. Man, we just sat around and had a blast. Pictures. Pictures are worth a thousand words, and you've got to drill it into your brain with those pictures of who and what you want to be. And listen, I don't care, like I said, if you're 75 years old. You want to sit around on your ass all the time doing nothing? Whining and grow on poor me? Or do you want to start getting up and doing something? You know what? I may not be 48 anymore, but by golly, I can still get out there and walk. I can still get out there and fiddle around in the garage. I can still go read a good book. I can still go out and eat and have a nice dinner. I'm going to make this happen one way or the other. And listen, you think I don't know what you're feeling. Well, Paige sometimes doesn't like to go out to eat. She's She's got a a situation with her esophagus where sometimes if she's eating, stuff will get stuck there and it can make her choke. She gets embarrassed. I've had some of the most romantic dinners in my bedroom, out by the pool, eating Thai food, eating barbecue, eating Ruth Chris steaks, you name it. See, you can either wallow in your pity or you can create your movie. You can create the dream and make it the reality There is nobody but you who gets to dictate what you can and can't do. Not the freaking doctors, not the preachers, not the politicians, you. You get to make the final decision. The question is, are you going to make the right one? Or are you going to sit around whining? I mean, that's the way it is. What kind of money do you want? Maybe you're you're still... It's funny, I'm I'm putting some stuff in the newsletter this week, and one of the things I'm going to put is that the fastest-growing demographic of self uh, home-based business entrepreneurs, 55 years in age and older. Why do you think that is? It's because they finally got tired of working because they're retiring, and they're going home, and they're building something of their own now. Well, you know what you need to do? You need to write that in your vision book. What is it you want to build? What is it you want to be? What is it you want to own? How much money do you want to make? Jim Carrey. Some of you may not like Jim Carrey. He's kind of an eccentric actor. But when he, when he went to Hollywood, there were several things that he did. Number one, he had this saying. He said, the kind of vision work is understandable. This is what Richard writes, how Richard writes it. Who once said, it is better to risk starving to death than to surrender. If you give up on your dreams, what are left? Jim Carrey wrote himself a $20 million check and stuck it in his billfold. And he carried that with him in Hollywood until the day that he made The Cable Guy, and it became an all-star hit, and he made $20 million. Then he cashed that check. He didn't believe he couldn't do it. He believed he could do it, and he carried that around until it cashed. He believed that it was worth risking everything and starving to death than to surrender and to give up on your dreams. See, what you have to do is add as much vivid detail to it as you can. See, I used to think my dad just was trigger happy and he couldn't shoot a gun so he'd shoot the camera. 
until I realized he was taking pictures of life, of the most enjoyable, memorable moments that he had with my mom. Well, at least those that he could show the pictures of. That is something that he gets to pass down to his grandchildren and his great-grandchildren. You know what you could do? This I would suggest this. Artists understand what I'm talking about. My mom paints pictures. She creates things. My dad paints pictures. He creates things. Well, he doesn't paint anymore, but he creates things in his mind and his, you know. But Richard says, "Why don't you record your movie? Record the script. You can do this on a CD. You can do it on an MP3 player, an iPod, whatever you have, iPhone." I suggest doing it in some creative places. See, in the old days, you had to sit around to do this. But now, you could go walk at the beach like my wife and I do. I, I don't know how many people call me on the phone and, they'll, and they hear the message. Hi, this is Troy Doolin. Leave your name, number, and a short message because I'm either on the other line with a client or I'm out at the beach with my wife and family. It's that plain and simple. Now, my kids and my wife would tell you I am on the phone, it seems like, 24-7. I have time to go and have fun with them, have fun around the house, and still conduct a successful business. You want to know why? Because before I ever met Richard Brooke, I was following in his footsteps. I was writing down things that I could find. I was recording my thoughts. I was putting them on three-by-five cards. I was not waiting for somebody else to tell me what I could or couldn't do. I realized that if I could embed this in my brain, and thanks to the Marine Corps who really taught me the, the basics for all this, then I realized I could make it happen. I realized there's nothing I can't do. It's a matter of do I really want to. Not a desire to do it, but the motivation and commitment to make it happen no matter what. In the Christian world, Back in the 70s and 80s, there was a series of movies called The Left Behind, or, or uh, some, I guess Left Behind was in the 80s. But the whole concept of these movies were you got left behind after Jesus came back. And these movies depicted people with guns to their head saying, deny Jesus or die. The dumbest things under the sun. But as I grew older, I started thinking about that. And I started realizing, you know, although the, the movies were stupid, the concept is actually kind of what Richard's talking about. See, in, in my world, it's, it's one thing to just have the desire, oh, I'm going to love this Jesus did because, you know, it's like my insurance policy out of hell. It's another thing to be totally committed. We can take it out of the religious realm, the spiritual realm, put it into marriages. Well, it's okay to have somebody to sleep with at night, but like if she's not really in a good mood or he's not in a good mood, maybe I'll check out a couple of few other people and that way I've got a little bit on the side. That's not commitment. Well, I'll work just hard enough to keep from getting fired, but I'm not going to give them my whole heart because I, you know, they're probably screwing me somewhere anyway. That's not commitment. You're never going to change your lifestyle with a half uh, halfway attitude. See, Richard's talking about embedding this in your brain with your script. The feelings, the emotions, 
If your nervous system controls the responses that you have and it shoots off those little transmitter things into your brain that says, oh, crap, or says, oh, yeah, then doggone it, you've got to put it together. And it's going to be weird. If you've been a doll, negative, disillusioned, crybaby all your life, and now you're going to try to be a positive, fun-loving individual, it's going to freaking be weird. You're going to hear people on your shoulder, you know, those little devil dudes. Oh, man, you don't want to be happy like that. People will think you're a wuss. you got to be mean. you got to yell. you got to tell them who's boss. On the other side, they're saying, dude, what are you doing? You know, in the in the Christian world, I just love I just love picking on Christians because because I are one. Um, but here's here's one of the fun things that you'll see in the Christian world: they run around with these bracelets and say, "What would Jesus do?" Okay, what 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 do you mean? What would Jesus do? The Bible's full of what Jesus did. So think about this: if you want to be committed, if you want to change your life, then you've got to be committed like Jesus was. Now, I don't mean you got to go down a cross, but I'm saying he knew what his purpose was in life. And he lived that. No matter how negative people got, no matter how crazy it got. If you just look at the life story of Jesus, which has been documented by, by, by people that, that believe him and people that don't believe in him, there definitely was a man that named Jesus walked face the earth. If you just look at him as a great teacher like you would Buddha or, or Muhammad or, you know, Bin Laden, for if you know, if you believe that crap, whatever. Do you have that kind of commitment? You know, matter of fact, let's just go down this road for a second. Let's talk about the vision board. On nine eleven, some very committed people that had burned into their brain the vision of what was to become killed over three thousand American citizens. They believed that by by being martyrs for their spiritual cause and killing 3,000 innocent people, they would die, God would bless them, and they would live eternally with a bunch of virgins. That's dumb, because once you had sex, they're not virgins anymore. But that's beside the point. Think about this for a minute. If what Richard's saying here works that strongly in the negative world that that a whole group of ideologists will go out there and become terrorists. And they believe so strongly in their cause that they believe they will overthrow the most powerful nations in the world. What could you do if you just had a little bit of their vision and commitment in the positive sense? If you were committed to lose the rest of that weight, and all of a sudden you started talking, man, I'm looking good. I'm feeling better. I'm weighing, I'm weighing 200 pounds, and my blood pressure is down to 117 over 64 with a, with a resting heartbeat of 74 beats a minute. Man, I am, I am starting to look lean and mean and sexy. See, if you start painting the right pictures and you start committing and you start looking at it in the positive and the focus, the sky's the limit on where you can go. But you've got to express three things. You've got to ask yourself these three questions when you're doing this. You're writing. You've got to understand. You're the model. You're the screenplay. You're putting this together. Number one, what exactly is happening? 
in the positive sense, you're starting to walk better. You're starting to be more agile. You're starting to, to, to lose that weight. You're making more money. You, you're attracting new business partners. And this is what it's about. You've got to put in the screenplay what people are saying. Man, Troy, you're looking pretty good. You, you, you're part of the, the greatest loser deal the church is doing? No, man, I'm just living better. I'm eating organic foods. I'm, I'm on some fat-burning metabolism systems that I'm beta testing for some companies. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I've changed my life. My girls are getting older, and I want to be able to kick everybody's butt that comes to take them out. And the only way to do that is get back like I was a lean, mean fighting machine. That's it. Everybody's got different motivations. you gotta, you got to look and feel. How are you feeling? You know, my dad's a prime example of this. Okay, I'm going to pick on him today. He hates hospitals with a passion. Now he hates, hot, he hates uh, rehab centers, too. Okay, so mom says, dude, we'll go home. You don't like it here? You don't like the way these people are treating you? We're headed to the house. They get home. They're hanging out. They're doing their thing. And then the freaking newness wears off, and now he gets pissed off at the house, too. Well, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Well, crying out loud, folks, this is what we all do. Now I love my daddy, and you all know that because I talk about him all the time. But doggone it, we can get in a rut. And all a rut is is a coffin with the two ends kicked out of it. So we don't want to do that because eventually somebody's going to throw dirt in on our head long before we're ready. And we got to get up and we got to do it. We got to know, man, there's still some life left in me. If you're a Christian, you ought to be realizing, you know what, if you're breathing, God's got something he wants you to do, so stop your bitching. That ought to freak some people out. I am so sick of this kind of stuff. And Richard's sitting here saying, here is the starting point. Here's how you can get this done. You have control. You're the director. You're the screenwriter. You get to decide. I'm not saying that some days aren't going to suck. We all go through those. But we do don't have to wallow in the crap like a prodigal son in a pig slop. Matter of fact, I'll use my prodigal son as an example. My pastor asked me about him today. I said, you know what? He's rewriting his screenplay. I said, here's what happened. He got in a tight spot. He realized, you know what? Most of the time when I get in a tight spot like this, I go rob somebody. I go do something. I end my, my butt back in prison. This time around, he dug deep into the screenplay, rewrote it, and yesterday was hired as the assistant manager of a, of a restaurant chain on the Emerald Coast. So you got to rewrite your screenplay, rip out what doesn't work, change it, and go for it. you got to put it in the first person. I am the greatest. I'm not saying get over it, egotistical and all that, but you have got to realize... got to realize who you are and what you're doing. That's what happens when you get excited and you drop your phone. You've got to make the change. You've got to make the difference. You've got to write specifically what you're doing, what you're saying, what other people are doing. You've got to rip out the people in your life that are dull, negative, disillusioned, crybabies and get new friends. You, want, you, don't, want to, you don't want to do this. You don't want to lose, lose weight, stop smoking, pay off debts. 
all that does is, is say, well, this is, I'm already fat, I'm already in debt, I'm a smoker. What good does that do? That just secures what you already know. You've got to change that. You've got to write pictures of how you're going to feel in the first person. It's done. It's over. It's got to be present tense and positive. And I'm not talking about a bunch of humbo-mumbo metaphysical garbage that I don't understand. I'm saying that what we have in our brain is what dictates the actions that come out. If we sit around and subconsciously talk about how fat we are, how old we are, how tired we are, that's what's going to happen. We become a self-fulfilling prophecy. But if we get off of our daggum butt and say, I am going to change the world, I'm going to take my life, I'm going to make the last couple, three, four months, four years, five years, whatever it is, and I'm going to make it the best, and I'm going to touch people's lives, and I'm going to make sure I fulfill what's left of God that God has in my life. It's that plain and simple. You've got to be able to wordsmith this. And I do this a lot for clients, but you've got to put all the phrases in a positive fashion, present tense, describe in detail. I, we, make it happen. See, this is going to help you reach those goals, those objectives that you have. The Marine Corps, when we, were, when we sit down, I'll, I'll never forget this, because usually it was one of our, our gunnies or our first sergeant would come in, he'd throw a, a packet down, and he'd say, okay, here's our objective. This is the mission we're going on. He didn't sit around and say, well, guys, this is what the general would like for us to accomplish. If we can, you know, if we can't, that's okay, too. No. Hey, guys, here's what we are doing. Here's our objective, and here's our mission. Okay, we'd lay it out on a board. And we would literally sit here, and we would look at everything in front of us. Here's where the enemy lines are. Here's where the terrain's at. Here's where the snipers are going to be. And by the time we got done, we were ready to move forward to conquer the objective. Present tense, positive, going. And back then we all carried around Walkmans because we didn't have MP3 players. And we would all be playing different kind of music saying, we are going to go kick some butt. See, this is what you have to do. You've got to get off your doggone butt. You've got to move forward. You've got to make it happen. And the only way to do that is for you to start really showing that you can be somebody. One of my greatest mentors, all my mentors are like going bald, but one of my greatest mentors, and, and Richard's too, is Art Williams. Matter of fact, I think the next book I'm going to do is by Art Williams' son-in-law, Mark DeMoss, who owns one of the greatest PR and, and advertising firms in history because his story is remarkable. His dad was a visionary all in himself, changed the life insurance industry Forever by looking at Art Williams and saying, I like your idea. I think we can do something here, buddy. And his dad brought on Art Williams, and we created the A.O. Williams Corporation. And in the midst of the rise to be the greatest, Mark's dad passed away, left his mom and seven kids. But he still had Art. And he went on to become somebody great. He married April, Art's daughter. And he always thought in the positive. And his book, The Little Red Book, is awesome. 
And it goes right along with what Richard's saying. If you want to, if you want to be the person that you think you should be, that God made you to be, that you, you feel you were put on this earth for, whatever, your creator, if you don't believe in God, I don't care if it's Martians for that matter, then you've got to be writing and shooting Mach 2. This is your chance. Are you going to let it pass up again? Are you going to sit there and say, that guy's full of bull crap, he don't know what he's talking about? Because if that's what you truly believe, then you are absolutely right. And while you're sitting on your butt, slithering away, I'm out here changing the world six, seven kids at a time. Think about this. Go to blissbusiness.com. See what Richard has to offer. He's got some free stuff over there today. If you're in network marketing, you've got two weeks to the first of the year. You get to wipe the slate clean and start all over because the past is the past. The future hasn't happened. And you're just going to be living in the present. Folks, live life like it's an epic adventure. Be back here with me tomorrow morning on Real Men's Tours Radio as we finish up Richard's book with Chapter 11, Success. Bye for now.